Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. I chose to get a mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We like that about you, right, Drew? Drew, yeah. still, 2018, still putting the drops in his yes, eyes. Yes, I am. Oh, boy. That's Super happy be, about that. It's going to be your inhaler. I, <laughs> you can reach for it. Every <laughs> time you get nervous, just go reaching for no, it. No, I literally, at the, the ophthalmologist a couple weeks ago, and I went, uh, is this my life now? Is this it? They're like, oh, no, no, it's going to get better. I'm like, well, I hope so. Um, I was thinking about a, a couple more things. I, like I said, I had a bunch of stuff I want to get into this year, including New Year's resolutions. But I think what I want to talk to you today about is pot. Mm-hmm. We, maybe we should do, you and I should do a gummy bear and then do a podcast after that and see what see what we observe. A pot gummy bear? Yeah, now the pot's legal. It's just something we just, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah, I don't... Um, I'm not interested. <laughs> but I, I never got making people who smoke pot into heroes or like <laughs> cool kids. It's just oh, like, that's a person who wants to get high. Yeah. Why are these guys heroes? I mean, I don't take people who drink beer at 7 a.m. and I don't turn them into heroes. I I, it's just our pop-up wow, Percocet or something. Dang, those are dangerous pharmaceuticals and evil sort of uh, fermented agents. This is this is a natural herb, man. This is good for you. How dare you? Yeah, uh my feeling is if you said it's funny it's one of those um it's one of those Dennis Prager things and it does not go over well here in California and it'd be a very interesting survey to really actually take won't really work with our group or listening now cuz they're sort of self-selecting but if you Walked around Los Angeles from downtown to Santa Monica, and you just asked parents. I know what the answer would be in Santa Monica. If you'd ask your parents, what would you rather your child do, smoke pot or smoke cigarettes? It'd be 100% pot. Hmm. And I'm like, I'd much rather my kids smoke cigarettes than smoke pot, to which everyone's asshole answer is, I don't want them to do either. It's always one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm asking, would you rather have your thumb amputated or one foot amputated? Neither. Okay. Thank you. Now. No kidding. May we return to this hypothetical suggestion and question I'm making? Or do we want to live in a world where you go, neither, and then you get to leave? In which case, I don't know how this works. Say good day. So... um, I would rather my kids smoke cigarettes than smoke pot. And the reason I say that, and even Drew, who knows I'm right, has, has undergone this, this it depends in, how, how indoctrination. Much, how much of either? That's no, really... it's how much of either is sort of the average amount of, of either. Anything once a week pot, no bueno. So even, oh, well, even no, once a if month, you smoke no pot, bueno. you smoke pot. Like regularly? Yeah, regularly. Oh, I'd much rather smoke cigarettes. Right. Now, you would be burned as a heretic for saying that in Los Angeles. Like everyday pot and adolescent? Oof. Well, look, look. No, I'm, here's what I'm saying. That is massive. Here's, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. I don't want to get into, you want your 13-year-old smoking pot or smoking cigarette? Well, here's what I want. Of here's what I'm saying. Either. Here's what I'm saying. <clears throat> a life of either smoking pot or smoking cigarettes. And you go, how do we define that? And we'll say, I'll put it to you this way. 
I know people who smoke cigarettes, and I know people who smoke pot. It'll be that. Well, how, how often are we talking about here? However much they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just what that life is. So um, Don Draper versus... Spicoli. Spicoli. I don't. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know some of the data of the people that smoke pot once a week. I don't think there's a lot of people that smoke pot once a week. It's I adolescence. Think, there, there's a lot of data on that adolescence. Well, it grows into a nightly ritual usually. No, that's not true, Adam. I'm going to take you up on this. Go ahead. Because when people become when they're regular pot smokers, they are interested in that now. When the, it's usually here's how pot that kind of. What pot, do you mean now? It takes about three exposures to pot to have the euphoric effects, as, mm-hmm. though, as though the euphoria is primed in some way, like you need a couple mm-hmm. of exposures, and then you get euphoria. Once you've had that, oh, my God, the best thing ever effect, you're interested in doing that every day, period, from then on. It's not something that What you, didn't I say every night? No, you said that you said the once a week guy becomes the everyday guy. It oh, no, I didn't, like no, no, that. I didn't say he becomes it. Oh. You're not- I didn't listen to that. You're not listening. What I'm saying is is you said your first query was like once a week, and yeah. I said, I don't know once a week pot oh, I smokers. See. I, see. I know daily ritual. Yes. It becomes a part of their, like a I glass see. of Those wine. Those guys, it becomes, yes. yes. I don't but, think they become them. I don't think they exist, really. No, 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 no. Really. Well, I'm not uh, saying they don't exist, but I'm saying pot think, think is about not it, really, I, pot's not a dimmer switch thing. For It's a kind of a lifestyle thing. It's like you do it or you don't di- do it. It's if digital. You don't it's do all it, or off. But, but because yeah. it's so cool now, it's almost like cigarettes and that the cool kids just do it now. You understand? So you might be doing it once a month for that reason. What I'm saying is um, I would rather have my kid's life cut short by 12 years or whatever it is than have them stoned throughout yeah. their life. Yeah. And I'm also going to say I can look back and think of cigarette smokers that won world wars for their country, and I can't think of a lot of stoners – that have that resume. So in terms of getting shit done, I'm going to say the guys that smoke could get a lot of shit done while smoking. Now, not in California anymore because you've got to take it outside. So Churchill would have to leave his bunker. Uh, I'm sorry, but there are smoke-free cities. So outside oh, that's will not right. do. Not going not gonna to do. So that's – so let's not turn let, – let's not turn pot into a folk hero. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's just, just another molecule. Something else that yeah. alters you. Yeah. And uh, no, I would I would not look forward to either one of my kids just having a regular relationship with pot. Does that mean I'm uh, super intense about it or wouldn't partake myself? Or it means none of the above. Not a hypocrite. Don't don't care. It's or if a, somebody else wants to have that as their thing, fine. Or other some other parent disagrees, fine. Whatever. I'm just saying, don't turn it into a folk hero. It's not good for it, you. It's weird how people react to any opinion about pot. Though it's almost the same as your "I disagree" thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't—they stop listening as soon as you say anything other than the gospel about it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's weird. Well, it's, it's very strange. We live in weird times. I agree. All right, uh, I disagree. I, I promised you this uh, op-ed piece. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about this. Um, yeah, you know, people. Oh, oh, please! Before you, but let me say one last thing before you do, and and that is that the I don't think the legalization pot is going to change marijuana use that much in California. You know why? Hmm. There are fifteen hundred pot dispensaries just in Los Angeles. Medical pot dispensary. I have not treated an addict. I've treated probably seven or eight thousand addicts the last you know, ten twelve years. 
100% of them had a prescription for marijuana, 100%. So I know that everyone who's interested in using marijuana on any sort of basis is using it now. It, just legalizing it isn't going to make much difference. It's going to take you people like you and me going, hey, for novelty, let's go do this once in a while. But the real – like just like with alcohol, most of the sales are with people that use alcohol. It's that way with pot and it's already underway. You know what I'm saying? Well, oh, look. I've said to you for 20 years, nobody's going to start smoking pot who hadn't wanted to smoke pot. Adolescent. It's a little different. Yeah, but you know what? It's going to lose its allure. Eventually, it's gonna, yeah. That's pretty what quickly. I'd yeah. say quickly. It's yeah. gonna, I, I, that happened in Colorado uh-huh. already? Uh-huh. Look, kids want to push against the norm. Yep. If this becomes the norm and your dad's smoking pot, then you don't want to smoke pot. Right. You do something else. All right. Sorry, Gary, you have that... Uh, article i spoke of yeah i just grabbed a couple of uh, paragraphs Uh, the president's tweets and speeches make it clear what he thinks about black americans our role is to sit down and shut up to remain deferential and grateful to him about what i'm not entirely sure since his policies attack our rights livelihoods and physical safety all right so why not take a swing at the person who voted for that monster yeah yeah i mean he's telling black people to sit down be subservient he wants to take away their rights and their livelihood Okay. Apparently. And physical safety. And physical safety. <laughs> He's going after – well, then you're you're a coward if you're not taking a swing at a guy who voted for that guy, I right? I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. All right. But these days, after I move through a mixture of grief, fear, and disgust, which I always feel after reading his racist tweets, I feel defiant. <clears throat> this seems like an odd time to feel such pride, and this belief on my part comes with significant reservations. But high-profile acts of protest, as well as smaller things like seeing my friends more excited to vote, have gradually pushed me to believe that this era has become one clear, one of clear choices, full of opportunities to reject a white supremacist president and all that he stands for and try to remake the country in a more just and fair image. White supremacist. <laughs> Where was any of this discussion when he was just the boss man, the real estate guy? It didn't seem to have the white supremacist uh, a mantle then. hanging on him. He was a Democrat. Ah. And a Hillary supporter at one point. He made the transition into white supremacy at 61 and a half or real 60, self came out. 66. Real self. In his mid-60s? Hmm. So there's still time for us, right? Yeah, sure. To transition? Well, why not? He was transitioning. You want to be a woman? <laughs> He's taking away their livelihood and their safety as well. There's racist tweets. This, uh, I'll tell you what's racist. Here's what's racist. This thought is a racist thought. Okay. If you take umbrage or disagree with somebody, regardless of their sex or their color, and you're unable to do that without being called racist or sexist meaning and it's this it's a kind of a it's kind of a weird thing so if you if you di- if you disagree with Clarence Thomas you're not a racist if you disagree with Obama you're racist that concept is racist sure sure or it's certainly not logical right it's racist it's racist to go I can't disagree with a woman senator without being called sexist. It's like, it's like saying somebody's driving 45 in the fast lane and I honked at them and then turned out they were black or Hispanic or whatever. Or woman. Or woman. Does that mean I hate women Absolutely. or slow drivers? 100%. So then if it's a white guy, I hate slow drivers. Unless that guy's gay. <laughs> 
Does anyone ever think about what that sounds like? No, people do. They should think about it a little more. Yeah. Because the concept is, is, is racist. Yes. Okay. You want to take a couple of phone calls? But, but you got to remember, the, the, in the sort of neo-Marxist, post-modernist world, the issues are about power and not logic. Right. So you're taking aim at somebody who is privileged and has had power through history. Well, that's a good thing. I don't care why you're doing it. Well, if you're taking aim at somebody who's been disempowered or associated with people who are disempowered, well, now, now you're exerting power over somebody that, that deserves more empowerment. You understand? Mm-hmm. Even though that has a kind of a logic to it, logic doesn't matter. I'm not even sure if I'm interested in empowering anybody. I just – I don't even like being empowered or – and I also don't you know how to graft empower onto somebody. I don't really think you can graft empowered onto somebody. You have to grow up in an environment if you're a young lady where your dad listens to you and pays some attention to you and values your opinion and doesn't say to you, oh, sweetie, you can't do math. You're a girl. Um but you don't need to be empowered. And society's not going to do a very good job of empowering that young girl if she grows up in that environment. Mm-hmm. It can really only be done at home. Mm-hmm. So this whole notion of I'm going to hashtag something and then empower the person that's 41, I'm not sure how that's going to work. I don't think it has I – I wouldn't say there's a proven track history of success with the empowering. Yes. I'm not sure where you're going. I, I, I don't disagree. And there's no group that we have announced we need to empower that ever really gets empowered by us explaining well, they need to be empowered. They can – you can – there are successful versions of all people, gay and can, can Latina. I yes, and black and female. And, and this is not to shit on your point. This no, is just sort here of, it is. Mm, I'm just saying. Like, I would argue that things like um, Affirmative action empowers people to access to education they might not have had, and those that are very motivated might have might then succeed in ways they might not have been able to otherwise. How about that? Yeah, but affirmative action is not that effective. I, I understand, and I understand there's and a lot so of it doesn't really work in the empowerment and, and, department. Mm, okay. I, I, you can never. You're, this is a kind of a steering from the back of the bus kind of thing. That it's a math that never really works out. Like affirmative action, you know, um, if you'd like the 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 fire department, as I tried out for it, the the least racist they can do is just go. We're open to anyone who wants to put an application. First come, first serve. Take the test. They don't. However, do that. that shakes out. Mm-hmm. That shakes that's out. not what they do, though. No, it's not what no, they do at the, all. That's the point. Is they're trying to bring up people that have been disempowered and may not. I, I don't know. Do you see a lot of black female firemen around L.A. And then what's it done? And then as it make a better fire department? And my feeling would be well, better fire department's not the goal. Well, it's my goal as I a taxpayer. I understand as a person with a, a, a structure that could be on fire. That's my goal. The guy pays the taxes. Yep. We're all the same, so... Eric, 29, Nova Scotia. Ooh, Nova Scotia. Hey, guys, how are you? Happy New Year. What's going on, Happy man? From the Nirvana that is Canada. Yeah, we love it. What's happening? <laughs> Adam, I've heard you uh, shit on uh, Trudeau, and uh, I can <laughs> tell you most Canadians feel uh, pretty similar to you. He's uh, really? He's work. Well, you know, wow. the thing that's weird is everyone always touts, you know, Trump and his approval rating. Uh, Trudeau's lower. Really? Yes. 
Oh, down oh, here, they think ridiculous. They, you would think he was a like some sort of saint down here. You watch CNN, you'd think yeah. he was. Uh, there was a poster of him hanging on the ceiling of every eligible bachelorette yeah. in Canada. Uh, I don't know. Gary can uh, attempt to look it up, but uh, Trudeau, a lot of the folks um, like Angela Merkel and stuff like that, a lot of the folks that we line eyes over here, yeah. they're lower than than really? Trump, where they're from. Wow, we love them here. Huh? But you, you, yeah. not if you got to live with him. What, what is the issue they have with him, Eric? He just spends like a drunken sailor, mm-hmm. and uh, he's good to everyone except if you're. They they always joke that uh, the only way you can move to Canada is if you're a Syrian refugee. There's no way you, anyone else could possibly move. As I say, good good on Syrians, bad on taxpayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's as of the mid December. It's forty six percent, a little higher than I thought. Uh, first time it's gone below 50%. I'm just saying, we look at him as a hero. I thought he over was here. lionized over there. I did. I, I'm, I'm, that is a surprising bit of data. What's Trump at? Like 30% there or something, right? I, you can find a poll. I think there's something out there. There may be, there may be some something out there, Gary, that's uh, closer to me being right. I'm not sure what you ask for, approval or disapproval right, right, or whatever it is. Right. You can keep looking around. The point is, is he's the greatest leader. He's the greatest hypothetical nation leader. Like, look at him. He cares about everyone. He wants health care for everything. He's like, which is great if he's your neighbor, but if it's your money – that's floating all these boats, you're probably not happy with the guy. Wow. And I guess that's what... Absolutely not. You couldn't be more right. Right, but here, if you if you live in Santa Monica... Well, he's you, our neighbor here. You work he's for CNN, you think this is the greatest yeah. guy in the world. Look what, look at him over there. He cares about yeah. everything. Yeah, he's, he's our, I, he should be leading our country. So he's basically the guy at a restaurant who's buying drinks for yeah. everybody else, yeah. and you're getting the drinks, which is fine. But if you're paying for the drinks, yeah. well, you don't like this guy. <laughs> you're right. The guy in the corner is not happy with the guy <laughs> buying drinks for everybody. Is that what's uh, – would that summarize it, Eric? Couldn't be more right, sir. And I work at healthcare, and our system's just a complete – Shit show right now. Oh, it's a night Nirvana in Canada. What are you talking what? about? In Canada, it's they the get, best system ugh. in Canada. They get oh six God. years off uh, of, of prenatal, and I mean, um, uh, wait a minute, after the uh, maternity, oh, God. they get fifty years maternity leave. Yeah, yeah right. it's so, great. Uh, that's kind of interesting. The Trudeau is not. Yeah, that's, he's under fifty percent over there. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I called. Um, I called a while ago, guys. Um, I had uh, I've been following this NSNG with uh, with on Vinny's advice, and I've lost just over fifty pounds. Nice. Um, for probably in the last almost a year now, um, and lately now since it's been harder, since I've gotten a lot slimmer, um, I was wondering. Like, it's like I know Vinny talks about how calories aren't the issue; that's all about your hormonal effects and everything like that. But now I found that you know if I have kept track of my calories, and I found they still do matter, don't you think, Drew? I mean, being in a caloric deficit and still yeah. getting that feeling of hunger every once in a while. Like, I found yes. the best success I have is when, say, it's 8.30 at night, I come home from work, and I think, oh, I'd really love to have something quickly, but I just say, I'll oh, forget it, I'll just wait till the morning. And you go to bed a little hungry, or you just go a little more period, and you get that feeling of hunger, but you just burn, or you just power through it. It, that's still well. There's a like there's the old a, school method there. Yeah, I I kind of I agree with you. I don't know how Vinny would feel about this, but but there's another piece too that that no one really has mastered or figured out yet, which is 
how your body manages appetite. And I've noticed when I've gone up and down on weight that your body tries to stay where it is, whether it's high or low. And if you can, and there's certain sort of zones you move through when you start really dropping weight, when you get down to a certain point, the appetite really diminishes dramatically, I've noticed. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is that if you really can push it down a little bit, it's much easier to stay there, right? Yeah, I, and I know I've talked to people about that. No one really, and I'm wondering if that's maybe just my particular genetic makeup where that's so vividly important to me. But but I've noticed that I'll all of a sudden have a step down in my weight. It'll just all of a sudden step down. It's like my body hangs on, hangs on, hangs on, hangs on, and then steps down. And once yeah, I, I get through There's that, and once I get through that step down, the appetite piece is much easier to deal with. And if I get through some what I sort of feel like is almost withdrawal symptoms of food and carbohydrates, and, and Vinny would sign off on that. If I can get through that, afterward it's much easier. Thanks, Eric. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Hey, one more example, um, just to shit on Trudeau a bit more. <laughs> um, we, uh, I worked for a medical device company up here, and uh, we recently lost a massive contract in Quebec and it was on a on a contract that had zero clinical data as a criteria, and when asked why we lost it, they said your, another supplier was seventeen dollars cheaper. And we thought, really, that's where you're going to base a medical device, like an implant, like a, a knee replacement, with zero clinical data. You're only going to replace it because it's seventeen dollars cheaper. And, and yeah. what's going to happen when that all starts going bad? Is there any recourse for the patients? No, the hospital has to end up paying, like, a primary knee replacement is probably five grand up here. You end up getting a revision. It's four or five times more than that. They can't oh. see past 10 days. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but I mean, what, are, there, can be, are, is, are there legal remedies when, the, you know, some attorney figures out what they did here and sees the crappy replacement equipment? No, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> see, well, some good reason to have attorneys right there. Boom. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Eric. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Love you both. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you humming about? Uh, so Gary's trying to look up the Trudeau Trump. I think Trudeau, according to what Gary's finding, is marginally higher than Trump at a couple of points. Basically, they're both particularly in the, the disapproval. Both rating, in the forties. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just like uh, I don't know. Yeah, with the healthcare system, it's 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 an interesting thing. I guess we should all think about how we participate in this. Where you. You just make these proclamations, you know. You go, oh, look at Canada. Look at their healthcare system; it's awesome. They, they don't know what they're talking about, right? right. But then you start yeah. thinking to yourself, ever hear a story about someone going to Canada who to needed get, a special <laughs> surgery yeah, right. or something like that? Right. And right. they even they'll bring up Cuba and stuff like oh. that. But when oh, someone God. needs help, they come here. They come to the Mayo Clinic. So, anecdotally, just if you heard of anyone going to Cuba to get their this special surgery that we they've pioneered that we don't we haven't because we're so far behind and underfunded like and it's that same thing we talk about all the time when they go it's poor people they have no insurance so they're just gonna die they're just gonna die in their apartment it's like never i've known and been around poor people my entire life i've known known anyone who's not been able to receive treatment not world-class treatment just treatment Mm -hmm. treat world-class as of, of compared as to other of countries, sixty-two, yeah. yeah, in this country. Yeah. So, who are these people that are dying, and who's 
Who's being thrown out of the hospital? I've been to the emergency room 25 times in my life. I never heard a nurse yelling, you're poor. Get out of here. Right. Like pushing somebody out. It's, it's illegal like, to do that. Okay, do so that. where's... I know these narratives sound great. Not only that, we have no knowledge as caretakers of what their coverage is when they come in the door. We just take care of them. Well, let's take care of some business. MSRP. Now, now what does mm. that mean? What does that stand for? You might not know. You might not know what an invoice is, a list price is, dealer price. Confusing, right? And that's done intentionally. So they have more information on the other side of the table when you're negotiating a price. But not with TrueCar. They're introducing True Price from TrueCar, and you will know exactly what you will pay. That includes fees, accessories, and that's before you get to a True Car certified dealer's dealership. You know the True Price is a great price because they also show you the scattergram. You get to see how they arrive at that True Price, and it holds everyone honest. And not only that, certified dealers set their True Price competitively. They compete with one another. So again, you know that price is going to be competitive. They want your business. So not only are you seeing the scattergram of what's paid in your community, you're getting a competitive price within amongst dealerships. So when you're ready to buy new or used, that's right, like Pax Pad, get a used car, you go to True Car. Visit True Car and you'll enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right. Uh, you can see me live at the Irvine Improv with Mike August up on stage doing Cobra. Not to be missed. That's this was Thursday. During the, was this during the cruise you guys did this? We did it. Went over like gangbusters. That's Decided crazy. To bring it, uh, Onto the uh, on onto the land. Huh. Thursday, January twenty fifth, and then uh, March fifteenth as well. Cobra Basic Cable Commentary. Oh, from the cruise available uh, on iTunes now. So check that out. It's my probably the work I'll probably be most remembered for. <laughs> and uh, you can go to Chassis and say hi and see all the new movies that are there and uh, check out uh, the uh, Corolla at Sea Take Three. We're li- leaving out of. Uh, Seattle, Seattle, going to Victoria, British Columbia. Try a different coast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And grab some merch. Get those buck slips. That's going to be a big boat, too. The Explorer of the Seas. Yeah. Royal Caribbean. Nice. Nice. What do you got, Tracy? Go to DrDrew.com, sign up for our contact list, send me emails. We'll try to address them on uh, many podcasts. Uh, Dan Carlin on the Dr. Drew Podcast now. Many more great guests to follow. Go to DrDrew.com. So until next time, Adam Crawford, Dr. Drew, say mahalo.